0: you ever talk about my friends. You don't know any of my friends, you don't look at any of my friends, and you certainly wouldn't condescend to speak to any of my friends.
1: Welcome to podcast number four. Uh what are we calling this? Pizza Punks Unite? Sure. Yeah.
2: Sounds delicious. <laughs>
1: we got Jamie back in the house and Ben Colbath joining us for fun in the sun. Sun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take a hit of this so somebody else. Tighten up, dude.
3: You haven't even done it yet.
1: (laughs) So, we were just talking about like in fraternities and shit, when they do an ookie cookie, which is a bunch of guys get around and they, they jerk off onto a cookie, and whoever is still jerking off after everybody else is finished has to eat the cookie.
2: You know what the real disappointing part about that conversation was? Is at the end we realized we don't have cookies here. I got cookies.
1: I got cookies all night. <laughs> we could we could do a circle jerk like five times. I think I have five cookies left.
2: <laughs> we're looking at you, Jamie. You're, you're a linchpin here. Yeah, you said you were going to
1: be the last to finish so you're going to end up eating them anyways. <laughs> so why don't me and Ben just each jerk off on a cookie and you can have two?
3: My question was... If- you're the last to finish. Do you even have to finish? Like, is that just insult to injury?
1: You have to add your your soup to the mix. I would want my soup all over that mix. I would want really mostly you want covered, to cover it
3: up. You feel less gay eating your own soup. Is that what you're saying? I
1: I would feel less gay eating my own cum. I don't know why. I feel
3: like more cum equals more gay. I'm just. Call me old-fashioned. Maybe uh, that's the 50th friend of
2: mine. I'd say with your wardrobe, more tight jeans make you more gay. Yeah. Ooh. At least
1: they're not skinny jeans.
2: No. I shop in the boys' section, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, Jamie is petite, is what we call it. He looks like... <laughs> he used to look like an Abercrombie model. Now he looks more like JCPenney.
3: Thanks. I was going for... Hot uh,
1: Topic? Is that what you're going for? No, absolutely. You're definitely not, not scene kid enough to be Hot Topic. <laughs> no. Nah.
3: Believe, Hickster was hipster. Yeah, that's only
1: because we live up in the fucking woods, man. <laughs> Anywhere else, you'd be a normal hipster that's just dirty. Pizza punks unite! <laughs> Do you want to tell people how that came about? The 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 short version of the story, um, the gist, the jizzed. <laughs> it the... didn't
3: come across that way. Yeah. Right. Um. It was something like okie cookie, but it was pizza. No. Uh. It. <laughs> I had gutter punk friends that used to train hop and all that and um, just going to pizza places that ha- made bad orders or you call one in and then come two hours later and say hey is there any leftover pizza or something and you'd either get a free pie or you'd actually go dumpster diving for it and uh, my friend Yasha would uh, scream pizza punks unite when his his uh, claim was successful when we went into
1: when he find pizza in the dumpster. When
3: he find pizza in the dumpster, yeah, yeah I'm beating around the bush. <laughs> Fuck you, Jesus! College Christ. is hard. College <laughs> is hard. <laughs> you take free pizza where you can get it, right?
1: Doesn't matter. Surprising how well you live with no dignity. We got free pizza the night we didn't go anywhere near a dumpster. That's true, but we're in our
3: twenties, and you know. Life expects these things. Yeah, (laughs) things get a little better, okay? You you can only ask for so much. Fair enough. So pizza, pizza punks unite, and that's why
1: pizza punks unite. That's
3: why it's called that because I reminisced over a a free pizza that I didn't have to
0: (coughs) scratch around in the dark (laughs) for. Oh my God,
1: I'm dying! I'm dying. Would you have one? One what? One of your little. My smoky pokes. My, I had a couple of hits, but my lungs are for shit.
3: Always have been.
1: So, fuck. So I want to. Before we move on, I want to talk about that thing that we talked about earlier. Which is the guy who went to the hospital with the fucked up needles and left the needles for people to get. Ben, infected. did you hear about
3: this? I did not hear. I heard it on NPR. I don't know <laughs> if it was in New Hampshire because I was listening to NHPR. And uh, some guys is, is multiple counts, like past twenty, past twenty people. He he had HIV, uh, not HIV, hepatitis, right? <laughs> Either worked in or had access to a hospital. Contaminated needles, upwards of forty needles with his own blood, and put him into the general circulation of this hospital's what they think is surgical needles. He's contaminated upwards of, like, past 20 people, and they're searching for more people who've gotten blood work done in this hospital. That guy's going up the river without a fucking battle.
1: Yeah, he, he contaminated something like 40 needles with hepatitis. You can't give
3: people uncurable diseases and not expect a mob... At your doorstep,
2: I know. I, just...
1: I am torn at how I feel about this because it's both awesome and disgusting at the same time. There's no awesome. There's nothing about Nothing really it.
2: awesome about it. it
1: the we talk no, about fuck this. You no the, the the ultimate fuck you to people. You know, and the like. I said, I would never think of that. I would never get a like a, a disease that's incurable. And think I'm gonna go to the hospital and let a bunch of people get infected because I'm fucking angry at the world.
3: I thought it was like there's like an urban myth of like people doing that with AIDS or it something. Happen- it's, well, it's yeah, but that was like
2: in Africa with missionaries and.
3: But there's some of sort of that. anger towards a missionary. Like I guess if you're angry, if like maybe through a blood transfusion you landed this fucking disease and you're pissed at that hospital. I don't know. There was no backstory to it. I mean, in the cities that's and stuff back... not ultimate
2: backpack. fuck you. That's not... I mean, like... If you parked your car in the city, and you came to your car, and suddenly your windows were smashed out, we'd be like, that's awesome! That's so awesome! Well, no, so no, what, that's, what, that's happening to me. Someone gave me the ultimate fuck you. That's the That's, main, happening that's main an main ultimate me.
3: fuck you, that's an everyday
1: fuck yeah, you. In Philly, that's that's fucking Tuesday, <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Wow,
3: well, <laughs> fuck. That's an everyday fuck you. They fucking stab you for $5 because... That's an everyday
1: fuck you. <laughs> Poisoning people's blood. That's they're oh, also okay. incurable. all you're 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 giving somebody a lifelong. That I understand
2: what hepatitis C is. That's why
1: ultimate. I can get new car windows. That's not ultimate. Yeah, That's that just an inconvenience.
2: Ultimate. Unless it's the last window on Earth. Yeah.
1: Which <laughs> at that point, who gives a fuck? Because nobody else has them. It's the only reason I have windows in this place is because everybody else in the block has them.
3: Fuck that you. in the winter.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, we're gonna find out real soon how good this place is in the winter, because you can
3: only huddle up to it's a vent. October. It's
1: October. It's getting colder out, and uh, I don't have a lot of money for heat because apparently it's a million dollars every ten days here for heat. According to my landlords, they think that's a good deal. I don't. A Key selling point. <laughs> yeah, they 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 told me a lot of things when I moved into this apartment that are uh, absolutely not true, um, or they. They also did what I call lie by omission. Which is they didn't what tell me call? Yeah. I think that's what everybody called. Well, yeah, it. they didn't they didn't tell me that there was flying squirrels living in the attic. Not even an attic. I don't have it. it's a studio apartment in the fucking eve of the roof. Yeah. Like I have a ceiling and then there's squirrels and god knows what. Not to mention You like, live
3: in a log cabin.
1: Yeah, but I mean it's it's a refurbished log cabin. Uh. Still, it's a log cabin. I guess. This is, it's is not the, like fucking, you know, in the middle of the woods Unabomber log cabin. I'm right by the road. I'm centrally located. Yeah,
3: but he was Harvard schooled. <laughs> if you had an, a dangerous education, you I do have a dangerously
1: building. poor Where's education.
3: Your bom- <laughs> <laughs> Where's your bomb building? Your I don't building... build bombs, but I'm
1: going to go drop one in a minute. You guys have to smell my fucking shit. Um. so yeah we might as well get to the first article of the day cause I we feel like we up some time yeah we did it's good it's good we're, we're doing good far so far
3: off topic we need to come back from the bar more often and just do this yeah
1: we're at nine minutes in we haven't even talked about music
3: what? music?
1: music <laughs> my first love
3: I thought pot was your first love
1: pot is my mistress where does Coop fall in the loose? He's a man. What are you doing? Why Why would that be a good idea?
2: You tell me the logic
1: that says let's play with the fucking smoke alarm that's clearly detached. Dave,
2: I'm concerned for your safety.
1: You know what's funny? Is that I smoke. I smoke every day in this apartment including right now. And that's never gone off. I cook one fucking thing and it goes off. And he's freaking out, and it's just <laughs> smoke detectors are retarded. It's not going to save me until I'm dead. <laughs> I will be burned alive, and then it will go off. So it'll save, save you after you're dead. Is that what you're saying?
3: <laughs> you cook beautifully, exactly, Dave. I don't know what you're talking about.
1: I do cook beautifully. It's not. I, it's from the oven preheating. It's fucking <laughs> going on. It's terrible.
3: This thing's a carbon monoxide trap. Is what it is. It's not.
1: it is, I don't know what it is. I don't it's think it's
3: a smoke weird. alarm.
1: <laughs> they probably control it next door. It's the fucking remote it's every it's once in a, a while. Button. Fuck with me.
3: Three o'clock in the morning when you just, when you're fucking tuckered in.
1: My landlords are something else. So, the, the first article of the news is uh, Frank Turner, who I like. You do. <laughs> um, wearing is that a, a Jimmy Buffett shirt? It is a Jimmy <laughs> Buffett shirt.
2: I like how there was an awkward pause and a giggle so that people are just like, what the fuck is he doing now?
1: I finished on the cookie. <laughs> Shit um, <laughs> Just the two of us now <laughs> By the end of this Somebody will have A sticky mouth <laughs> um, Coop's clipped So He's clipped I'm neutered. hoping he
3: never
2: finishes <laughs> He never will that. He'll hump till he does Excellent I'm clipped too So there'll be less Nutritional value than That's man. true ben, <laughs>
1: ben has had a vasectomy Can we see the scar? Sure Stacy take a picture Of Ben's vasectomy scar For the website
2: <laughs> I'll just pull my balls out now You can look at it if you want <laughs> it's, it's dark in there. here <laughs> I, need, I need
1: lights and shit um, So Frank Turner's working in the studio right now On his next album He's streaming his uh, Just released album I got mine in the mail yesterday um, Which is a, kind of a best of Called um, Last Minutes and Lost Evenings And uh, I thought it was a live album It comes with a live DVD from his Wembley performance but uh, it's just a, a good collection of studio studio tracks, and it's good for people who don't know Frank Turner, like you, who like him but don't know his stuff. It's a good, like...
2: Right, I like him. I just don't have any of his albums. I would be familiar with his catalog, is it? It's, are they studio tracks throughout his career? Yeah,
1: it's from his most recent back to stuff that I right. actually am not very it's familiar like, with. like
2: a B-Sides album?
1: Not even. Just... Just, like, it's, like, a greatest hits for somebody who's never really had hits on the radio other than, like, nowadays.
2: So they all, they all are tracks off of other albums.
1: Yeah. But, like, he had a bunch of EPs and stuff that are yeah. not a, a real album. But So, uh, Jamie, we're going to play one foot before the other.
4: day i die the very last of my desires is that you take my broken body and commit it to the fire and then when the fire is finished scrape the ashes in a tin take them down to london's drinking reservoirs and throw them in and inspects infinitesimal of my mortal remains will slide down seven million throats and into seven million veins and i will creep through the Capillary to the marrow of their bones, and they will wake to bright new mornings. And then, worthlessly, they'll know. That I'm made. I am remembered. I'm made. I am remembered. So, there's seven million innocents, they will have me in their blood. And when they die, they'll burn their bodies off. And I will spread through streams and rivers Like a virus through a host From the hamlets to the cities From the rivers to the coast And from there into the channel Across the great Atlantic Ocean Never onwards to the new world Through the water's gentle motions Until parts of me apart Hanging timeless in the sky Like a dream catcher distracting from the fact you're gonna die But I place one foot before the other Confident because I know that everything we are right now Is everything that was But what Tyler, Woody, Guthrie, Dostoevsky and Baby Jones Have all dissolved into the ether And have crept into my bones And all the cells and all the lines upon the backs of both my hands Were once carved into the details of two feet
1: All right, so that was uh, one foot before the other by Frank Turner off of England Keep My Bones. It's not on the the, the best of album, but that's all right. The whole album is streaming on uh, DyingScene.com, and uh, you can buy it at Epitaph.com or their store, which is KingsRoadMerch.com.
3: Yeah, I like that one. You you burn me. I wasn't familiar with the catalog. And I don't remember the album that you actually burned me.
1: England Keep My Bones. That's the most recent one. That's like a studio album.
3: Okay. I um, I got behind some of it. Other stuff was a little, you know. I like folksy, but it was a little like studio studio folksy, I guess. Like a little. Why of, do you go
1: to hate on production all the time? It doesn't always have to sound like it's recorded in my fucking bathroom.
3: I really like that. I think that it's. I, I really like. Okay, a little bit of my background. Ian McKay. I like to call him God. He the do it yourself mentality. I fucking. Stand behind it through and through. I even stand behind bands that that try to fake that because at f- least they recognize that it was fucking good. Yeah, but like, have...
2: well, well, like last on, on uh, maybe it was a, was it the first week you played the Green Day song? Uh-huh. No, studio. It's studio, but it sounds like it's recorded no. in a freaking bathroom. It sounds no. has a tinny sound to it. They're trying to sound like it,
1: it, Jamie's talking about kind of like the grit and that yeah, I know, but for me I like... don't
3: necessarily need to hear the vocals out in front on their own separate track. I like to hear everything meshed together. I like to sound like it was in a it was in a basement in the fucking nights of Columbus at Lawrence Massachusetts, and I just didn't happen to be there that night. But I got to hear. It, it. depends on the band.
1: It does depend on the band. He's a it's folky kind of music. I you know it's no, punk acoustic. Like it doesn't need to be gritty. We
3: were talking about that. I mean, it really depends on the band because Alkaline Trio. That guy's got an amazing voice. He does some amazing studio stuff.
1: Bad Religion does four part harmonies. It doesn't sound as good gritty as it does. Produced.
3: Oh yeah, they're they're more intricate. I would say even the guy from. I mean, like I like the entire. I would say I like the entire catalog of Bouncing Souls, even though I. Was met with. I'm jumping ahead a little.
1: Well, when you record live, which is what they call it, even if you're not in front of an audience, if you're recording all instruments at one time, right, which is what a lot of those gritty bands did because it saves time and money. You you don't get that buildup that where it goes from one thing and up and up and up and up and up until it hits like a fucking crescendo. Yeah, which I do like about the studio and that song especially.
3: You could definitely get more detailed in the studio, but I just think you miss out on the raw intensity, which I. Th- think well the I mean, the if you
2: out. want the raw intensity go see him live i mean that's well, why i you know to absolutely I, I think studios also give fans and artists the opportunity to better themselves and their and their talent and possibly their careers if they you know take it in the right direction with the right fan base through digital touch-up not talking about through <laughs> digital touch-up but like dave said being able to like Reach that crescendo and put emphasis on certain parts of the music and per- certain parts of the songs. And Why don't they put live? You can almost add. You can almost add emotion. You you can't through. do layers
1: live. Like you, unless you want to hire three other people to play guitar in the live. background. Yeah.
2: Jesus Christ! You can't do layers live. You you go can't. see Rush.
3: You've seen Rush. I have
1: seen Rush on acid. What
3: kind of layers are there?
1: I don't remember. Right? It's fucked up. <laughs> um, I just remember their laser show and their 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 screen shows. The now that's layers right
3: there. Yeah, they it, got was, it was damn
1: good. They were they were an event. But I mean, like, you know, a lot of bands will have multiple guitar tracks on an album, but they don't have they you know they only have one guitar player, maybe two in the band. So you know you have to hire other touring musicians to have those layers. Or you got to play to a recording, which is a little too Milly vanilli for me.
2: Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I don't think a lot of bands actually no. do that. No,
1: but there are bands that do, and I'm not saying yeah. that I advocate that. I just I actually don't. I don't like that. So I, I'm a fan of production. I like actual good production when it's not a crutch, when it's utilized as an art.
2: Yeah. I'm a fan of both. I mean, if it, if it sounds like crap because it's too tinny, then it sounds like crap. I mean, I have my opinion. and
1: A good song is a good song.
2: And then I also do believe that there are some bands that are overproduced. So
1: yeah, and I mean you can you can have a really good band that is a good album and is a good band, but
2: it is over overproduced. But I don't know. I felt that uh, bounce, that bouncing souls album, How I Spent My Summer Vacation, I felt like that was overproduced.
1: Really, I just thought it was uninspired. Like How I Spent, they didn't do much because <laughs> it's, it's like.
2: Well, that was like I just I didn't that was I, a weird that was kind of a weird time when like. Pop Punk was really emerging. Blink-182 had, you know, had that hit hit album. And uh, MXPX was starting to, like, come out as, like, the next Blink. And, yeah, that and was that. when
1: we started going to warp Tour and shit.
2: It was, that that was a few years. How I Spent a Summer Vacation was two years after we started.
1: Yeah, because that was the first Bouncing Souls album I ever paid for. Yeah. Um, that was for, back when Napster was still free and you could steal shit. So.
2: I got it for free at uh, Bull Moose Music because it was one of their... Demo CDs and the dude just gave it to me. Nice. See, I
3: it was different, but I think that like I think that guy's got a unique voice.
2: He's a unique voice,
1: but he's not a good singer. He's just a he's just a vocalist whatever you would call it. He's he's the singer, but he's not a good singer. They're self-titled. He. Album. They're a band that I don't mind if it's a little rough. The,
3: yeah, yeah, I agree with that.
1: Well, I think that, that just so. goes with
3: their New Jersey like do-it-yourself stuff too. Yeah,
1: I mean, yeah, I like that. You know, like. Hopeless Romantic is off an old album, Yeah. and that one is pretty gritty. And their cover of the Misfits song "Mommy, Can I Go Out and Kill the Night" is gritty. Oh yeah. Um, and then they they do a cover, and I almost I almost wanted to play "Don't You Forget About Me" because it's a song from the Breakfast Club. Yeah. yeah. Um, and cool, they do an awesome cover of that, and, and they it's, it's produced, but it's not. They
2: do Code Blue. Do they? Yeah, and it's good.
1: I don't know if I know that.
2: They came out strong. Their first album, the self-titled album, is really good. And yeah. sometimes it's really hard to, in my opinion, like continue that same sound in multiple albums because I don't think many bands are like, oh yeah, let's do another album. That sounds just like the last album. Right.
1: right. And you should be able to grow and, and you should be able to utilize production. And they actually, they most of the time, utilize production pretty well. But with how I spent my summer vacation, I just didn't think it was very good. I didn't like that album that much.
2: You said they're on tour again?
1: Yes. Well, they're, they announced dates for the, home, for the holidays shows, which is in New Jersey. Yeah. Um, I believe it's at the Stone Pony. I, I miss
3: them every time, and I was just a short jaunt away in, in uh, Philly. And actually, a friend of mine was friends with the bassist. Okay. Down in Philly, and she tried to get me to one of their shows, and that it's was the friend closest. Friend. And then they played the Electric Factory, which is a Philly venue, and I still miss it. I you, seem to miss you
1: them. Didn't, we saw them when we went to No Effects last last year. Not even last year. Earlier in the year, right? You did. Or all me? of us. We all went. You came.
3: No, it was No Effects had There's like any flag.
1: flag. And oh, you know what? Bouncing Souls opened for Bad Religion when I saw them, sorry.
2: Oh, I missed that one too. Yeah, you did. Thanks,
1: bud. You, you know, go to a Bad Religion show once in a while, mother-off. Bouncing
2: Souls played in Portland not that long ago. Did they really? really? Yeah. They've, what the hell? They're, well, they're well, a band that... Early that... summer, I think, might have been. That was formative of youth
3: albums for me. It was was like Hopeless Romantic and...
1: I love Hopeless Romantic. Oh my god. And fucking, when we were, when we were kids, we loved fucking Olay and... Can we go into East Coast? Great already? I'm sick of
3: talking about it. Let's just go into. Yeah, let's hear one of
2: those old. Let's hear one of those old songs. I gotta hear it.
1: All right, so we're playing. Kate is great.
0: I used to have a home with a room and a bed, a porch and a driveway with a big garage, but I traded it in. I kept some faith and laid my head down every night, and it seemed so far away. It seems so far. the places I saw, I learned some things about myself, I guess it came the hard way, but now I know what counts, God will prayers, in your cup. With
2: Is great. Yeah that's a good one definitely. And the
1: production's good And Jamie thinks that I hate the singer Which I just He's not a singer He's not a great singer But he is His voice is unique And it's good for the music That he sings with It's punk rock Yeah It's good punk rock
3: I don't think that the, the Bad religion singer Is not a singer
1: Yes he is He's a very good singer All those guys are good singers have you? They do four part harmonies
2: I don't understand what you have Against bad religion I don't have anything against I thought religion. he liked Bad Religion. I thought he did, too. And now he's throwing it in the fucking toilet. Yeah. i you... throwing it... I'm... I like Bouncing
3: Souls and Bad Religion. I'm just saying they're not... I feel like you're flip-flopping now. Vocalists. Vocalists. They're not... The
1: guy from Bad Religion's a great vocalist. I don't know.
3: Because... See? There he goes again. Yeah, he's a great vocalist. I'm telling sorry. you. They're a great he,
1: band. He he doesn't use his voice as much as Freddie Mercury. There you go. But... He's Baseline uses it.
3: Freddie Mercury
1: Great Vulcan. Nobody beats Freddie Mercury That, that can't be the baseline. baseline He's the best of the best Baseline, aim high Fucking Jimmy Necco from ours Who should be singing for Queen Is not Is the best singer since Freddie Mercury A Little bit below him The guy from um, Silverchair And then on Good. par with him The guy from Muse
3: I don't know if I've listened to any Muse
1: You've heard Muse Because I had an album When Do I lived with you okay um, and you've, you've definitely heard me You'd fucking be crazy If you didn't Yeah
2: huh. I'm not shitting
1: on bad religion Oh you,
2: you, know, you were a little clear, bit No, bit. no I wasn't We got a kind of waffle Waffling situation Yeah them, he is Do he I? Sh- am I? Am yeah. I noodling back Are you beard? running for so, president there with all those yeah. fucking policies? <laughs> I, I thought we were skipping The presidential debate tonight Four more years <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> It's hard because Mitt Romney's completely insane But fucking Obama Went back on his word About not fucking with the dispensaries So I'm torn
3: the dispensaries. Yeah, yeah, they
1: busted a bunch of dispensaries this week in California. Really? And they, he said that he would leave them alone because he had bigger fish to fry, which he fucking does. Like everybody cooking meth or selling heroin. So you think, what, you
2: think Obama was, was in California yeah. kicking down
1: those doors? He wasn't, but he didn't stop the people that were.
2: Oh, he has bigger fish to fry. With
1: that. <laughs> yeah, but the whole Whatever thing was taking the fucking drug enforcement agencies' attentions away from marijuana, especially. Legal medical marijuana. To fucking, I mean, it's it's, it's one thing.
3: With headaches, (laughs) right? Hey, (laughs) my headaches, you know,
1: are a (laughs) debilitating thing. Uh, And also, my headaches are
3: due to not having pot.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My headaches are due to hating everything. I don't like anybody who's liked anything ever.
2: That, that's fantastic. Slap that on a bumper sticker.
1: I would. But because of Pod, I'm demotivated and I'm not going to do it. Plus, you make all my bumper stickers.
2: <laughs> ben, so, get on it. I'll to listen to this podcast so I can remember what the fuck you just said. I don't even know. You want to hit? Nah, I'm good.
1: <laughs> Jamie? No, I'm good. <laughs> so. I'm excited because the next one is from fucking 603, straight up. Yeah. Fucking New Hampshire punk band, the Queers. Uh, They were touring with Agent Orange, which I'm fucking bummed because they didn't come anywhere near us with Agent Orange. Um, And I think the tour is over. They might still be doing a couple more dates. Or they'll probably go right back out on the fucking road. Who knows? They just reissued Later Days and Better Lays, which is one of my favorite CDs because it is a B-Sides collection. Um, And it's got a couple covers on it. It's got covers of uh, Little Honda by the Beach Boys. And it's got the song I'm gonna play which is Murder in the Brady House which is a Screeching Weasel song originally. So that was Murder in the Brady House, uh, originally by Screeching Weasel, redone by the queers. Uh, I don't know if it's better, but I like that one a lot, because that's back when the queers had some grit, and Screeching Weasel and the queers have both gotten kind of shitty.
2: I honestly have not listened to any queers in a long time in their first few albums. I really dug. And Screeching Weasel, there's a lot of their albums that I really like, but um, ever since they broke up, A while back, and then late '90s. Yeah, yeah, Ben Weasel did a couple solo albums. Yeah, (laughs) which were mediocre. That was probably I heard his first one.
1: I've got his first one on vinyl. I know.
2: I heard his first one. I think you played it for me, and I was just like, "Yeah, that's great. He's recording again." Never got it for myself, and just kind of stuck to listening to the the old Screeching Weasel albums. Boogada, 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 The right.
1: first two were the best by far, oh, which it is, it is the self-titled and the boogada, boogada, boogada. But the other ones
2: were still good, too, though. I, s- I mean, I, the... I've
1: got boogada on vinyl. Nice. Really? Yeah.
3: I still have that t-shirt from when I was 15. Yeah,
1: Jamie's got the best Screeching with t-shirt that I so want to steal. Dude. I want to get thin and steal it.
3: I can't wear it anymore because he punched a girl in
2: the face.
1: Yeah, he did. <laughs> he's, he's a fucking idiot. He's a fucking prick. Um... His music has gotten worse and worse. I don't... But I don't, isn't
2: that punk rock? I was gonna uh,
1: see him, and then... He, uh, punching girls in the face is not punk rock. They canceled oh,
3: the four dates after Austin,
1: because
2: he punched a girl in the face. But so. what? But giving a bunch of people hepatitis C is the ultimate fuck you. Did I say
1: that was punk rock?
2: Well, kind of goes hand in hand, the ultimate fuck you and punk rock. I mean... Uh, I,
1: I, I believe in... I think that it's... I said I was conflicted. I still believe it's wrong. I don't advocate that anybody give hepatitis to anybody else willingly. I just... I think that there is a, such a conniving, creative way to get back at people for no reason.
2: It's getting you. you there's getting back at people for no reason is just a, a, an empty statement because for no re, if there's for no reason. But in it's this not dude's head, he's like,
1: "Ha ha ha! Fuck them! He wins. <laughs> he, he wins!" He and I
2: decide. like that crazy win.
1: fuck mentality. He Doesn't win. He well, he goes to jail. No,
2: he's 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 gonna fucking ass raped.
1: But. Uh, like, fuck you guys. It's so not what it. I'm talking about I'm just...
3: That's uh, true. So he gets another ultimate fuck so you out of it. Alright, so
1: the, the, the deal is you can give people hepatitis, but don't punch them in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Especially right. if they're girls. Yeah. And, and his music's gotten worse, and they're making... They were filming a Screeching Weasel documentary for, like, the last couple years, and it just got shelved because Ben Weasel will not sign off on it because yeah. he wanted Final Cut because he wanted to dictate what they could show and what they couldn't show. So now they have all these interviews with him for multiple times, plus the other members of Screeching Weasel, and he doesn't want a poor paintry, a poor portrait painted of him.
2: And it, glad you were able to get that out. Yeah, good thing Chris doesn't say in it, so you could yell at him those peas. <laughs> no hard, hard peas. peas.
1: <laughs> um hard peas like when you wake up in the morning and you really have to go through to your writing. <laughs>
2: Uh, Is that when it fires off in all different directions? (laughs) (laughs) I figured I'd give give you this, another form of outdated music media that I found the other day. Ben
1: knows I'm a big vinyl enthusiast, and he gave me some vinyl and a record player because I didn't have a turntable for the longest time. And now he's handing me Nirvana Unplugged in New York on cassette tape.
2: Wow. I can't
1: wait for this to get stuck in my car later.
2: Man, he's so cool. I like...
1: I like Nirvana. Well,
2: you know, a lot of vehicles have cassette players in them. And uh, if there's just a tape sitting in the deck, you know, bonus one day you're sick of the radio. Or whatever you happen to be playing and you just pop that in. It's always there. Fits in the glove box. I found that at the dump, by the way. Did you really? The biggest band in the world.
1: They are the biggest band in the world just because people don't appreciate it. Quote, Hey. The
2: quote-unquote Dave's statement of them being the biggest band in the world.
1: They, for a time, I they, they were. That. And you know what? I'm glad you brought that up, only because I want to segue into what a piece of shit Dave Grohl is. Uh. Um, he is putting the Foo Fighters on hiatus, which I don't give a shit about, because I think the Foo Fighters are fucking the most overrated band right now.
2: They may be overrated, but I still like them. Maybe they don't...
1: I like them, but I hate Dave Grohl singing. I don't like his vocals. Although... He has not a unique voice. He has the most bland voice in the world.
3: The video for White Limo with Lemmy from Motorhead
1: as the yes. limo driver. The video That's is an good, Awesome video. I, people were talking about how great that album was, and I thought it was kind of a video. Yeah. The videos with Jack Black are better.
2: Um, I, see, I do, I do like Foo Fighters a lot, and I've liked, I've liked their first three albums probably consistently and on the same level. And then every album after that, I felt like it took me a little while to get into, but the more I listened to it, the more I liked it.
1: I like One by One the most because it's the most grunge album.
2: Yeah, One by One was really good. And,
1: and the first one's good, too.
2: The first one's good,
1: and... I, I like the other members of the band more, though. Like, the drummer's really good, but Dave Grohl's a better drummer. He's yeah. an amazing fucking yeah. drummer. He should be on the fucking drums, because that's what he mastered.
2: So why did he put Foo Flayers in hiatus?
1: Uh, he said that he wants to focus on other things. He's directing. He's directing some documentary about. Uh, I can't remember the name of the studio, but it's a studio in California where all these big names recorded. So it's a documentary about the history of that studio.
2: So you think he's a d bag for taking a break from his band? I think he's stuff? a d bag.
1: Anyways, did you watch the? You watched the documentary? Back and forth. Oh, yeah. He's a. He's a little whiny bitch.
2: Yeah. He he did come off as pretentious a lot. And
1: he treated everybody else in the band like shit. It seemed like. Yeah. And the the old guitar player from Scream, that was really cool and different and dark, fucking kicked him to the curb. And he got Chris Shiflet, who, Chris Shiflet is in Me First and the Gimme Gimmies. He was in No Use for a Name for a little while. He's an awesome punk guitar player. He's got two different bands of his own. And, like, he just treated like, I mean, he's a musician for hire, but then he uses that to portray that he has a band that's a band. And they're not a band. Right. Dave Grohl writes all that shit himself. Or at least for the first, like, three, maybe four albums he did. Yeah. And he did everything himself, that, except for the bass, which Nate Mendel from Sunny Day Real Estate played. So it just, it frustrates me, because I don't like his general attitude. I don't like when they started out that he wouldn't play Marigold, because that was from Nirvana, and it was a different band, and you man, 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 He's a fucking little crybaby. and Talented little crybaby. <laughs> He, he's a talented the songwriter, album, but he sucks at singing. Like, he needs album a better was vocalist. He's talented.
2: I mean, he's
1: talented. He's a good. I'll never be as good of a guitar player as he is. Right. I'll never be as good of a songwriter as he is. But you know what? I like Nirvana songs, any Nirvana song, more than I like any Foo
2: Fighters song. I would agree with that. Foo Fighters are probably bigger than Nirvana. Though. No. Come on now.
1: Dave Grohl should have blown his head off a while ago.
3: <laughs> you trying to get me to play the devil's advocate. That's right. Get him fired up. Yeah. Got to be true to myself.
1: There you go. So Jamie, I know nothing about Jeffrey Lewis at all, and that's the next thing we're going to talk about.
2: Jeffrey Lewis, who's that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no one knows anything about Jeffrey Lewis.
2: O tell
3: us. What... I know
1: Jamie showed us some videos online. He's a fucking weirdo. Like he, he looks is. all fucking weird. And he's, weird.
3: He's off the. He's a New York City, I don't know what...
1: Street person.
3: Street person. He's a cartoonist. Um, he did an entire acoustic crass album, his, which is commendable. His
1: website's pretty cool. It's his all website, handmade with his cartoonage.
3: All, all handmade with his cartoonage. He's kind of a folksy singer-songwriter. He's got a lot of acoustic stuff, but...
1: You know what I like? He runs distortion through his acoustic guitar.
3: Absolutely. And, um, but this in particular... This song is very good because it's kind of got some energy, got some punk rock. He also does on YouTube, if you search Jeffrey Lewis, history of punk rock. Which is what
1: I was going to play because I liked what I heard of it.
3: Absolutely. But it's, it's long. It comes in parts. He basically story tells the entire story of punk rock in a song.
1: Yeah, which is awesome.
3: With rhyming. He includes different styles from anything from Richard Hell and the
1: Voidoids
3: to... Velvet Underground to, I mean, he takes it all the way back. So, he's a fucking talent. Did he cover he, The Replacements? I don't think he got The Replacements. Chris is going to be pissed. Yeah, and you know what?
1: <laughs> the, the Replacements is also fucking valid because they're doing a covers uh, EP yeah. for some benefit or something. But, but anyways, yeah. this is
3: an answer to um, uh, a song about one time when he took LSD and... Now people have the wrong idea about him and think that he really likes LSD even though that one time he really hated it. So this song is called We Don't Want No LSD Tonight or No LSD Tonight.
4: My album's out. I played some
5: shows.
2: Oh, I can totally hear that. Yeah. But when it first started playing, because I'm completely unfamiliar with this artist and I've never heard it before. Yeah, I've never heard it before. And yet, the so. first thing that came to my mind was Les Claypool. Like, instantly was... I can hear that, too. Right off the bat. But then... Because of the finger-picking-y sort of stuff. Oh, and also his voice a little bit, too. But. Yeah,
1: no, Les Claypool has a voice like that. Have you ever seen Les Claypool? Yeah. You wouldn't think that he looks the way he looks. He's The last time I saw him, he had big, bushy hair... You know, he wasn't like bald with hipster glasses or anything Like he he looked like the singer from the Dead Milkmen to me Yeah so, And he has uh, that kind like of like whiny Dead voice a little bit Dead
2: yeah. Milkmen's a good good comparison there too but. Well,
1: the the reason that it makes me think of that Is because his guitar style is kind of surfy a little bit
2: yeah. yeah
1: But like, it's acoustic and it's He runs effects through his acoustic guitar Which, when you run distortion through it Not on that song, but It gives you like a muddy tone With that, it's got kind of a real thick like old school gritty yeah. twangy guitar but with surf style playing. I like it. I do like it. I'll check out more of uh, Jeffrey Lewis. It
3: gets any anywhere between like storytelling wispy like really light stuff to you know even more like that, you know, surfy, surfy more stuff? surfy. Yeah. We should do
2: a we should do a uh, surf punk. Night, absolutely. We could
1: game. do a surf punk night. I think Eric would have to bring all the, I've the music a, for that.
3: I've been on a Agent Orange kick for. A I while, love I Agent know. Orange. Oh. We got Agent Orange. Ugh.
1: Um, Forget about it. But I would, I would play some pretty out there, Surf Gene and the Grave Robber type stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen them a couple times. Yeah. Groovy Goonies, the, the Groovy ghoulies. Yeah. Um we, we will have to do something special sometime. Different, different. uh different nights for different tones, especially when it's a slow music night. Different strokes
2: for different places. A
1: slow news (laughs) night. Um, I thought this was cool. I had Ben pick this song because Ben knows the Mad Caddies a lot more than I do. I remember them. uh, They're a Fat Records band. Um, But the bassist started... Jesus. Sverzando Wines. And you can check that out at Sverzando. SforzandoWines.com Svorv- They didn't make it easy to say. You can also uh,
3: buy Russian brides. Uh, on maybe. Site. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they're, they're based out of Santa Barbara County, so hopefully there's no sex trading going on, but I'm going to look into it and double check. Uh, it's spelled S-F-O-R-Z-A-N-D-O-Wines.com. Um, so, Ben, you're the ska, man. I, I'm not super into ska, so...
2: They were on they're a level with, like, Less Than Jake and...
1: Yeah, I mean, there's Scott Punk, so well, it's, it's got both.
2: I think what kind of happened is I, I sort of just kind of got over got over it because uh, after Anthem came out, Less Than Jake's album Anthem, it was just sort of, like, done. You know, they had taken one of the best tracks off of Borders and Boundaries and recorded it on Anthem without any horns.
1: It's still got horns, it's just less horns. No,
2: I think they got rid of all of them. Mm-mm. Anthem,
1: anthem is one of my favorite less than Jake albums I
2: see I'm not a huge <clears throat> no there might be horns on the album but that song they took them out of.
1: no they do uh, when we go to a break I'll, I'll play you that anyways like
2: there's, there's a few other things too like the Aquabats were a great fun ska band and they completely turned into like a very bizarre style of mm-hmm. um electronica kind of I haven't
1: kept up with the Aquabats they're one of those bands that every time they came to town I could never make it
2: yeah they I mean, it, they look like they're having a blast. A lot of fun, but... I mean, Real Big Fish is another early one that, that just kind of fizzled out. No, they still tour. No, I know they still tour, but just kind <laughs> of like...
3: I was walking my dog. We live by U of R. I was walking my dog, and uh, there somebody was playing Sell Out really loud, or so I thought. And I was like, Jesus, I haven't heard that song forever. And I'm like, somebody's got to really nice system in their car, and they're just killing sellout right now. And I turned a corner, and and I lived by a campus of a college, and walked into what was their, like, quad, their center area. Fucking real big fish was playing, like, a festival there. I was like, they're still around? Like, I thought somebody was being really, like, out there by playing it, and, like, nostalgic and really into it, but I didn't realize there was enough people to fucking yeah I mean, they're a good band like
1: they they just came out with an album like a few months ago, I think, and they just they just toured Goldfinger and the old Goldfinger with the horns, the real guys from Real big Fish played on those albums. yeah, and so they used to tour together because they needed those guys to yeah. play, like Superman, which is one of the you know the biggest Goldfinger songs,
2: so I mean, maybe real big Fish didn't fizzle out, but I guess what...
1: Mighty if, Mighty Bostones. They fizzled out and I think they just came back
2: recently. They're probably honestly the only ska band that I would still pay money to go see. you
1: still pay money to go see the Mighty Mighty Boss Stones? I
2: yeah. I, 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 I saw I, them
1: at Northeastern's Quad for free. Oh, really? And kicked in the head opened.
2: Um,
1: which is this old really? Boston band that was like a punk ska band that turned into like bar rock. Yeah. They were awesome though used to go see them all the time in small shows I
2: think ultimately what happened with me and the ska scene is that a lot of bands that I liked, I mean there was, I mean, there was really only a handful of them that I was super into but a, a few of them that I liked just were just shifting so dramatically out of the ska sound that I was just sort of turned off by it and was just like whatever, you know, I still have those early albums if I feel like getting my ska fix on I'll, I'll put those in and, um, you know, the Mad Caddies definitely. I'll always love those albums. I mean, they're just. Well, yeah, I forgot we're going to play them back. <laughs> <party>. They're just <laughs> great. And, well, why don't we play that song right now? It's, yeah. It's. Uh...
1: Get up and skank for that.
2: Right. I don't know. I think it was Jamie's wielding an axe.
1: Yeah, he is wielding an axe. And I think a it's fucking just dangerous. To
2: skank with an axe on, so it's not <laughs> it's oh. with an axe
1: on like he's wearing it. Just wear Ax- safety goggles, it's fine. Instead of hard arms, Jamie gets axe on.
2: <laughs> but
3: uh I think... it's not one of those body sprays either. It's a legitimate <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: just so everybody knows. It's
2: an
1: actual axe.
2: I think the uh ska music Kind of helped turn me on to a, a larger style band because traditionally a lot of punk music is three guys, you know, guitar, mm-hmm. bass, drums, and a ska band has, you know, horns and you know, drums and yeah, same, same aspects. Plus, Small, plus yeah. an extra extra section for horns, and I think that's what turned me on to a, more of a bigger band style of music because uh, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy came out with a new album last month and. Where they're not really falling into the punk style of music, they're on a punk label, and uh, what label? I uh, side one dummy. I think they're on side one dummy. Is go kart still around? But now that you asked me, that, I totally can't think of it. I so think that's what we, you told me. Is that if, if it's what I said, then that, that might I think be.
1: it is. But I, dude, I that I will say the ska music changed my mood by far. Yeah, made me a little happier. But I also was smoking weeds. It was
2: know. almost simple, like it's just. It's well, big the big bad Voodoo Day, like their music is. It's it is fun. It's simple and it's just like, I mean, not simple and you know no <laughs> complexity, <laughs> it, it, complexity, yeah. but but just like the songs tell a story or they're very like, you know, like the song's about dancing with your honey and having a good night. Like it's yeah. it's not something that's super political or some social commentary like Jamie was saying and you know it's it's just uh kind of a more upbeat feel-good style of music
1: this is your thing because I don't know Big Bad Voodoo Daddy so what's the album oh Rattle Them Bones and what song are we gonna play
2: um play uh dig a doo
1: dig a doo
6: So let those funny people smile How can there be a virgin eye With digga digga doo digga doo gonna lose your pop. So let those funny people smile. How can there be a virgin? I'll do do <laughs>
1: they are on the punk label like less technical than like big band jazz but it was straight up big band jazz yeah. yeah it was fucking good um and it is it's one of those bands that like you could listen to that anytime and it wouldn't be offensive
2: to your ears no no and uh they have a really they have a really great song catalog um like I was saying while well, the song was playing their last album was a tribute to Cab Calloway and um was entire Cab Calloway covers And they're all great
1: So for all the punk rock fans Not me per se Cause I know all music But who is Cab Calloway?
2: He's just a He's just someone uh, You know Very traditional artist from the era You know
3: That wartime Yeah that, times, Exactly
2: sorry. That you know One of the pioneers of that style music I like it What'd you think though? I thought it was good. I mean, I haven't heard a whole
3: ton of that stuff. Um, the, you know, the big band sort of swing stuff. Yeah. And um, Since
1: it was big on Gap commercials. Sure. No. Brian Setzer. Was that Squirrel Nut Zippers or Brian no, Setzer? That was Brian Setzer. They both had a commercial at that time, I want to say.
2: Well, Squirrel Nut Zippers had a song on The Mask. Yeah, they did. The movie The Mask with Jim Carrey. Oh, right,
1: yeah. Which, there is another movie called
2: The Mask. There's also an epic cartoon series called Mask. That's true too.
6: Mask Crusaders.
2: <laughs> Get
1: over time. I don't think there was swing music in that though.
2: No, I don't think so. Not unless Venom was a uh, you know into that kind of swing stuff, <laughs> swing villain. But no, anyway. I was I was a little bit of a gamble, you know, bringing that that style of music, in. I wasn't sure how it would be received upon by. Other people on a punk rock show. It's it, well, it.
3: Ha- I mean, it's got its credits in punk rock. I mean, yeah, you know, and I mean, I
1: like stuff like Frank Sinatra, and, and, I, feel and like, I mean that's vocal jazz. A, that's so not it's a somewhere. big enough
2: genre nowadays for it to have its own place. Right? Like, yeah, there's no so stigma. with it. It Needs to kind of fall somewhere, and I think it. You know, it being on the record label it's on kind of gives it a little bit of a home. But... Well,
1: also think about how many punk bands. Like really recognize that old zoot suit kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, Mike Ness alone. Yeah. Like, for the longest time, dressed like he was in a fucking big band. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And uh, he's one of the coolest people in the world. So. Right. Okay. Absolutely. Um,
3: pretty sure he gargles with uh, with fucking I don't know awesomeness. Broken glass. Awesomeness. I was gonna say yeah, broken glass or rusty whiskey. nails, but um. Yeah, he's pretty rad.
1: He's, he's like red. 60 years old, and he's still like a good old looking dude. I mean, he's kind of paunchy now, but...
2: and his, his hair's thin bad last time I saw him. Really? Yeah. They're playing in uh, Boston in a few weeks. They are. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I saw man. that.
1: It's coming up quick. This is going to be the longest
2: podcast so far, too. Your last one I felt gypped. 38 minutes. Eh, it's okay.
1: I was sick, and I'm still getting over it, which is why in the beginning of this one, you hear me blow my nose like four times. I was so
2: mad I had to punch my dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Glad it wasn't my dog. Um, so, uh, speaking of live shows that we enjoy seeing, uh, Off With Their Heads is on tour, and I love that band. And they're playing Geno's in Portland next Wednesday, so a week from tonight. So, I'm going to go up for that show.
2: Nice.
1: Eric says he's going to go. We'll see if he actually comes or not. And they're playing, the night before, they're playing Dover, but I figured, you know, Portland be more fun. Oh, yeah. I like Dover, and I like the Brick House. Plus, we
2: can see E-Rock. <laughs> yeah, maybe. maybe.
1: If he's going to be social and not decorating his room with fucking cobwebs and
2: shit. <laughs> just put up a curb alert with some free Halloween costumes. Yeah, <laughs>
1: We'll give the address of fucking Gino's. Oh, man. Play that song. Yeah, we're going to play it off with their head song. Um, and they just finished their new album, which isn't out yet, and I don't have the information of when it will be released but it's they're on epitaph records and their last album in desolation is awesome and we're going to play a song off of in desolation all I can do by off of their heads which is it's a hard time picking a song by them because I like that whole album in Desolation they have all their stuff which is grittier um, sounds like it was recorded in a tin can which Jamie likes as he looks to the inverse music snob yeah he he likes his music to sound like shit for some reason <laughs> what's that guy the really weird guy that was like schizophrenic that you like <laughs> What, Wesley Willis? No, not the fucking black homeless guy who played the Casio. The guy you played me that's like kind of Tom Waits-ish, but not really. You you played him for me.
3: Nice. What was that? I don't remember.
1: What do you mean? That fucking
3: guy you're I'm, talking about. We're going to have to
1: drop it because I have no fucking clue what All his right. name is, and you're the one who played him for me, so if you don't know, I don't know. Schizophrenic. Um, Schizophrenic. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> but off of their heads, I have video off of their heads on my YouTube page, uh, which is youtube.com/backslash/my mom drank. Do you guys know what time it is? Almost uh, one. It's one.
2: One. Wow.
1: Yeah. Well, since... we didn't start until after eleven. Yeah. But You know, it doesn't even feel late. No. I was like dreading starting this late, but I feel fine.
2: Ever since you brought up that uh, queer song cover of the Screeching Weasel. Mm. Yeah. I've been jonesing to hear some Screeching Weasel.
1: Yeah, we'll end with Screeching Weasel.
2: <laughs> so, uh, you play my right?
1: Yep. Check back next time. Oh, on Saturday, it's Coop's birthday. Our mascot, Gerald Cooperberg. Yay! So, um, I, our schedule's pretty booked for Saturday, so we'll see how it goes as far as podcasting. We can if lay we at can, my house and do that. We can try and do it at Jamie's house after the whole axe-making thing. Bring your computer. Well, the thing up. is... It's going to be an all vinyl thing. Vinyl well, you have a, I do. You have a turntable with too. With a USB hookup. So we'll all bring vinyl. We're going to do an all vinyl podcast for Coop's birthday. And I'm going to go to the, the pet boutique and try and get him a, a nice cookie or some cake or something.
3: All right. And um, I'm trying to get Zill not to eat it. Um,
1: <laughs> Stacy, our drug photographer, is making out with a dog right now. Yep. That was actually the dog licking her vagina. <laughs> 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 Am I right? I right. anyways.
0: <laughs> I don't think that I need to sit with you fucking dildos.